You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. Today, we have a very, very fun interview with, we'll call her the Gingy, at least that's her name on TikTok and also on Instagram. And what are we talking about? We're talking about the business of OnlyFans. I still think it's very interesting. I've done a few interviews with some OnlyFans girls. This one's a little bit more about the business of it, a little bit about what she does on OnlyFans, but not as much personal as it is about how does this site work? Yes, of course. I have not been on it. Maybe you guys have. I say this in the interview. I'll say it now. I don't recommend it to guys. It's an interesting form of pornography where you actually are communicating with a woman, and I think that that could take you away from what's real and living in reality, which is uh, being with a woman in real life that you're not necessarily paying. So anyway, either way, I think it's interesting. That's why I had her on, and we talk all about OnlyFans and how she got into it and how this site really works and what is going on in the mind of some of these women. And the reason why I'm having her on is because this site is blowing up. And no, they're not paying me to talk about this or do this, although maybe they should. But again, I don't think I'd want to be involved in something like that because I don't really support it, like I've said, but I still think it's interesting. So that's why I'm interviewing Miss Gingy here. Before we get into the episode, I do want to thank anyone who has been leaving reviews on the podcast. Someone recently left a very nice review, and uh, we are now currently we are now currently in the very top, very top of the charts. When I say top of the charts, I just mean we are consistently in the charts in the health and fitness category inside of iTunes, and it's pretty awesome to see that there. Uh, that means that lots of people are listening, people are leaving reviews, and it means so much. At this point in time of recording this episode on June 9th, 2021, we were 176. Pretty amazing. So thank you to everyone who's left a review, who listens, who downloads. I appreciate all of you. And I know that there's a lot of podcasts you could be listening to, not so much on dating advice for men. I know there's not a lot about those, but there's a lot you can be listening to and you're here listening to me and it's much appreciated. So five-star review from Newage Destroyer. He says, discovered the podcast a couple of months ago and have already seen results in my love life. Trip tells you everything you need to know. It's up to you to put into action. That is very true. Thank you very much, Newage Destroyer, for writing that review. It means so much. Now, a lot of guys listen to this podcast because they need help with dating. Obviously, that's why you listen to this, how to talk to girls. How do we talk to girls? How do we attract them? How do we get more women in our life? How do we find someone that we want to settle down with? How do we have casual relationships? And I know that the podcast can be overwhelming, right? I put up episodes every single week. I don't plan on stopping. We're well over 500. There's more information that you would know what to do with. But if you feel like it's a lot and there's so much information, but you don't have it organized in your head, like how do I put this all together? How do I actually use all this advice to get results? Well, I have a course that I've created and it's called Hooked. And I'm actually going to be redoing it soon. I don't know when exactly yet. So don't worry if you get it today, you're going to get the new version when it comes out. But the information in there now is top choice, meaning it is the best information I have to get you to meet more women, get over your approach anxiety, flirt with women, and get more dates and be able to sleep with women if that's what you're looking for too. So if you are interested in being able to put this all together and have an organized form of content that tells you exactly what to do and coaches you through the process, check out the Hooked program at getherhooked.com. It is just jam-packed with all the information you need, and it's not all over the place like the podcast or my YouTube channel or even my TikTok. By the way, I've been talking about TikTok lately because I'm on it, and I just started it. So check me out on TikTok if you'd want to, and uh, more importantly, get this course. 
if you feel like you need help already. I think it's in the hands of about 3,000 guys since the time of creating it, which was just a few years ago. And of course, everything is up-to-date and information. Like I said, I'm going to be redoing it eventually, but just so it's a little bit nicer format and giving you some extra tips and things like that. But for now, none of the information is outdated. Don't you worry. Check it out, getherhooked.com. And I hope that that course helps you. I know it will. Okay, today, here we are, the interview with my special guest, the Gingy, with a candid interview talking about the business of OnlyFans and more. Check it out. Hey, Gingy, how's it going today? <laughs> Good. Thank you for having me on. How are yeah, you? I'm great. It's great to have you on. This is something, I, like I said before, I've done this before, where I've interviewed uh, like one or two women on OnlyFans. But I feel like every single one has a different story. And I think it's interesting always to hear your perspective and what your situation is like, just because this website's huge. I, I think I just saw, too, that Floyd Mayweather had an OnlyFans hat on during the Logan Paul. Do you watch boxing? Have you heard of this at all? No, I know it went on. I actually, I had, I slept all day yesterday, <laughs> but I did hear a lot about it. And yeah. honestly, at the end of the day, it's all entertainment. So props to them. But yeah, the site itself is getting more and more out there. And I, I personally love it. So yeah. Well, I know you love it. You're, you're on it. So I'm going to be brutally honest with you. Okay. Because okay. I don't want to, I don't want to lie here. I don't tell guys to, to use OnlyFans. So I actually say that. I say, if you are trying to use OnlyFans as a way to get your fix of loneliness, I say that you need to stop doing that and go and actually meet women in person because a lot of men are doing it in place of that. So I know that that's probably like something that you, you wouldn't want to hear, but I'm just being honest. I don't have anything against it. I just think that guys might get addicted to that and it might take them away from meeting women. What do you think about that? No, I actually, I would completely agree with that. I, if I were dating someone, I wouldn't want someone to have subscriptions because at the end of the day, one, you have me and two, it kind of plays into the negativity and the psychology behind social media. So in my eyes, yeah, if you're trying to meet someone in person, finding them on an OnlyFans app is not the way to go about it. Me personally, if well, they won't, to, right? Have you ever dated anyone off of OnlyFans? No. And I've actually had multiple men ask me to like go outside of OnlyFans and me and, you know, even some people will say, I'm not interested in you in this way. Like I actually want to get to know you, so on and so forth. And for me personally, I would never mix those two together because at the end of the day, the intentions aren't as they would be as if you met someone organically in person. That's for sure. It's a whole whole different beast. So before we get even deeper, let's talk about you so the guys know who you are and how you got into this. So when did you start doing an OnlyFans account? How old are you so now? I, how old are you now and, and when did you start? So I'm currently 27, about to be 28 in August. And I started OnlyFans last March. I think it was mid-March. So I've been doing this about a year and a couple months. Okay. Did you see traction right away? I did, yes. So for me, I well, you really got a good, you, of, got, you got a unique brand, right? Yeah. So I actually started the Genji when I did fitness competitions, and I used to be a competitive bikini bodybuilder. 
I feel like it's already been kind of part of me and we'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper and like the extent I go on my OnlyFans and all that and kind of my psychology behind it. Mm-hmm. It was literally right before coronavirus hit. I had just quit a marketing agency that I was with and I've always been the person I will never work for someone else to a certain extent, like never have a nine to five. I will eventually, you know, start my own business. I kept hearing the word OnlyFans, OnlyFans, OnlyFans. And I was like, what is this? What is this? And kind of to revert a little back, I've always lived two different lives. I've always been the gingy that everybody knows, but I, I was always a little risky, especially when it came to the bodybuilding. I mean, at the end of the day, I was still posting pictures on my Instagram where it was like bikini photos because it is a very sexualized sport because you are judged on your body. And then, so so with this OnlyFans, I was like, mm, let me see, let's see where it goes. And it was right before it blew up. So I thought a lot about it and figured out what my boundaries would be and all this stuff. And the second persona that only so many people know is I have this like crazy sexual side. And in the sense, and it's more of like an educational base because they only teach you so much in school. And I believe that you can only do as much as you're taught. But there's this whole world out there that's like taboo, quote unquote. And it's like, at the end of the day, like we're all having sex. We're all masturbating. Like, why is this not more accepted and more normal to talk about almost in a sense. So I was like, might as well just try it. Like it's part of me. And honestly, since doing OnlyFans, I feel like I have become more of who I fully am. And I I live a happier life. Like I'm just more like divinely of who I am as a person. Are you ever afraid of friends, family, finding the OnlyFans or even finding this video? You're going to be on YouTube. No. So I'm actually, I'm really, really blessed that from the very beginning, my mom has known absolutely everything. I mean, she even knows the stuff that I post. My extended family, they do know, but they don't know to the extent. But at the end of the day, if they were to find out, I don't mind because my philosophy in life is try everything once because you don't know if you're going to like it or not. Now, some people will say, yeah, but this stuff can haunt you for the rest of your life. Like, What if you decide to do this is this? But my whole thing is, this is who I am right now. This is what I'm going to do. And we can also talk about the boundaries that I have for myself. So I personally, on my page, I don't do boy-girl stuff. I do everything solo. Because again, as I stated previously, it's like, we all masturbate. We all we all do this stuff. I'm just... I'm open about it. And I'm also willing to educate more people about it. Um, educate now, people is that, about what? I guess in a sense of masturbation or certain like fetishes and kinks and it to become more normalized rather than this like top secret, do it behind closed doors type of thing. Got it. Got it. When you do your OnlyFans, what are you doing solo? I mean, you are you taking off all the clothes? Are you doing masturbation stuff? Like how far are you going with it? Yeah. So the farthest I go is self-masturbation. What is uh what is the weirdest request you've received that you fulfilled? <laughs> ah, I will fully admit this. Peen on the ground. Okay. I thought you were gonna say the Bible, because I've heard that one before. Peen on a Bible? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <gasps> another OnlyFans girl that I had on told me she has gotten requests from guys to defecate pee on b- different types of Bibles, the Quran, the Bible. Yeah, I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff. That's wild. Even like, uh, um, what's it called? Like shaming shaming the person based on their religion or their race, saying very bad words to them. That's requested. Okay, so that's the weirdest thing. So peeing on the ground. Was it a video or a, or a picture? It was, a, it was a video. How much did you make for that one? Um, I think it was 75. I'd charge more for that next time, maybe. So, so that's, a, that's <laughs> an interesting topic that we can go into is about pricing. How do you price your stuff? 
So my my subscription is $14.99 and every once in a great while I will have a um, sale. But the reason why I price it in the middle is because if you do pay for that subscription on my feed every once in a while, I do show fully topless, but everything else is added on for PPVs, which are the pay per view messages that you can send out. The reason why I have that is because a lot of people do have the philosophy of setting your subscription at a lower. But for me, I believe that that attracts a lot of people that don't have the money. Whereas when you subscribe in a middle range to high range, it's someone who has the money who's willing to spend more money. Is that the case for everyone? Absolutely no. But I have, I personally like to keep my follower count at a lower, but I get paid just as much as someone if they have double, if not triple the amount of followers or subscribers. Do you ever listen to the Sletcherpreneur podcast? That is by, I'm pretty sure, is it, what is her name? What is her name? Oh, well, Anna, I think is her name. I think I found her off TikTok and I'm pretty sure I've heard a couple of hers. So she came on the podcast. And so, and she's, she's talked about some things. Yeah, I would just recommend you, if you're trying to grow your OnlyFans, to listen to that podcast because she talks all about that. But it sounds like you already know a lot. Do you feel you know enough where you could teach a girl how to do this? Absolutely. And for, for me personally, this is a side income. It's not my main, main focus. And I do really well for how I do it. What's we, the other if, work that you do? I work in the cannabis industry. Okay. So that's that's kind of what I do Monday through Friday. And I'm also starting other businesses. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. OnlyFans is definitely a huge part of what I do. But I'm also not the type of person to put all my eggs in one basket. What percentage of your of your income is coming from OnlyFans? I would say I would say it's a 50. It's 50-50 right now. Okay. How much do you make from OnlyFans like per month? I I do around 10k per month. Okay, 10k per month. Damn, that's a lot. Everybody has their different philosophies on like how they set up their pricing and stuff. And for me, what I do, it works for me. And so could I always become better? Absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's always tips and tricks that I'm learning. But for what I personally have and how much time and effort, it evens out so well that I can't complain. How much of that are you reinvesting? Like, do you have to, you know, like uh, buy new clothes, outfits, whatever? I don't really budget all that right now. Just in the sense, a lot of that is all tax write-offs for me as well. So I kind of just put it on as a, as a you know taxable thing and continue on. But for me, what I've also realized is during a certain period of time, I was putting way too much effort into it. And and when I say way too much effort, it was a too detail oriented. I'm a very very detail oriented person. So I was trying to come up with, for example, like Valentine's. I did four different looks and I did, I made sure to do pictures, videos, gifts for every single look. And then I do like my usual month I call spicy video of the month, which is my self masturbation video. And it was just taking me such a long time to do because at the end of the day, I do everything myself. So I am the photographer, I am the editor, I am the camera person, I am the creative director, I'm the stylist, I have to do my hair and makeup, I have to figure out my outfit. So I'm doing all of that. So that in itself takes about you know five hours, give or take, plus the actual shooting. So I have to put a mirror behind my camera and making and you know the Bluetooth remote and making sure that I'm doing getting all of that. So I was putting all that effort and I didn't see the return in it. Because at the end of the day, a lot of guys that do subscribe to OnlyFans, they want the like girlfriend experience as in like it, the pictures and the videos are like if you were to send to a significant other, which take really no, not much effort into it. 
Other so, than like if, if I do want to get like dressed up and stuff. So, okay. I don't know exactly how, how it works. So when, when you sign up, so let's say I sign up or let's, okay, I sign up. I want to subscribe to you. So I sub, I pay you to subscribe. Go ahead. Explain how it works. So you initially to get inside, you have to pay for the subscription. My personal subscription is $14.99. As soon as you get into the website, it almost looks like a Facebook feed. So you're going through it. You can like, comment, tip, like, comment, tip. There's, I think there's one other thing, but I can't think of it at the top of my head. So I'm paying $14.99 to see your feed. Correct. And with that, so me personally, I know some girls that do, I don't ever delete anything. So you can scroll all the way back to the beginning of my OnlyFans. And so I think right now I have over like 500 pictures and probably we'll say like a hundred videos or gifts involved with that. So what's, for the, what's the theory behind that? Cause it sounds intuitively, it sounds smarter to delete them. So it keeps people on longer, but you're not doing that. So what's the reason behind that? Um, I've never really thought about to delete them. One, I think it's interesting from even myself to kind of go back and you see the growth because even when I first started, I wasn't producing the type of work that I produce now. One, because I'm a lot more comfortable with it and I'm a little bit more open because at the beginning of it, of course, I was still very nervous. I was shy. I didn't know fully if this is what I wanted to do until after a couple months, you you know, I was getting more and more involved with it. So for me, I don't delete, um, but I also, I don't show anything like too provocative on my feed. In that sense, a lot of it, I wouldn't, I don't post on my personal like Instagram. So you're not going to find the content anywhere else, which is like a tip or not a tip, but one of the like highlights of subscribing to me, but I don't post anything like too provocative so that you're still getting to see the more intense stuff if you pay for it. How do they do that on the site or the app? Like, So I always send out, usually per week, I'll send like two to three PPVs, which are the pay-per-view videos. So you can mass DM everybody that subscribes to you and it's locked. So what's cool about it though, is you can put a preview on it. I like to do previews because at the end of the day, one majority of the subscribers are going to be men and they do want, I don't know. I feel like they're visual, they're visual creatures, I would say as men are. So I like to put a little preview. I feel like once I started doing previews, I get more people to entice to buy as well. So, so if you, if you are interested, you like click it, it says, you know, pay to view and then you click pay and then you get the video and you also get the video for as long as you're, as long as you are on the website. Got it. Okay. So question, would you ever do pornography? I would not. Um, I'm not, a, I'm not a money driven type of person at the end of the day. I do do this because I fully enjoy it. And I think that's why I do have as much success as I personally do with the way I do do things because I always make sure like I never put out content that I don't want to put out. I never make content just to get that money because I feel so why, that if so you, why are you doing it? What's the biggest reason? I honestly enjoy it. It's part of me. It's really part of me. I, I also do. I will have to say like if we're going to go into like kinks and fetishes, I would say it is kind of a kink for me to know that people are watching me. So it's a turn on for you. So this is what's interesting. First of all, I asked that question because I knew you were going to say no to doing pornography. I just I just had a feeling. What's so interesting about your answer is this is the reason why OnlyFans is so big. Because there is clearly a, a, a sector of women that are not strippers. They're not in porn. They don't want to do those, but they would do this. And then that's you. So I think the reason why is one, it's ethical. 
I'm 100% putting out content that I want to put out. I'm putting out content that I want mm. to make. Whereas a lot of people in the porn industry, they have a lot of managers that are asking them to do a bunch of scenes that don't they don't necessarily want to do. But they have someone in the ear saying, oh, well, if you do this type of scene, one, you'll be paying, get paid this. But also you might be, you know, the next Riley Reed or the next uh, Lana Rhodes or whoever porn star you can think of. When in actuality, is it possible? Absolutely. But do you want to go through all the detriment and all the mental games that you have to pay in order to do that? Also, a lot of those managers and stuff, they're taking out such a higher percentage. And I think that's why people are so drawn to OnlyFans is because the platform itself is only 20%. I personally think that's a very good percentage. So you, so you, get, you get 80. Correct. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Got it. Whereas other, if you're doing, you know, porn, a lot of those managers are taking, I mean, I can't, I can't fully say that this is exactly what they're taking because I've never been in that industry and nor do I have close friends that are in that industry, but I know it's definitely way more than 20%. My guess is for pornography, it's pay, it's not pay per view, you know, it's, mm -hmm. they're getting paid as a job. Like, here's your job, show up on set do the thing, you get paid this amount of money. And then the company that owns that content will make money off of it. I mean, it's almost like being Correct. an actor. It's like in the entertainment industry. Again, I don't know the ins and outs of that. I do know that that is something that exists. I don't know if any women or take producer cuts or whatever. But yeah, you make a good point, right? You get, you get all of that or most of that that you might not get if you were doing something, yeah, like pornography. So that's interesting. Let's talk about relationships. So have you ever, so first of all, wh why wouldn't you give a fan and OnlyFans a shot? I personally would not because at the end of the day, your intentions going to OnlyFans is the intention, or I'm sorry, is the intention to be sexually aroused. It's not to become a friend. It's not to get to know me on a personal level. Now it might turn into that for, for they might They might feel that way though, psychologically. Right, if they're texting but, but, you and you're texting them the, back. But at the end of the day, you know that subscribing to me of what you're going to see. If you're trying to get to know me, my Instagram. You know, slide into those DMs and actually put more than just like an emoji or like, hey, or I have a question for you. I mean, there are ways to slide into because at the end of the day, everybody checks their requested DMs. It's not that you know, no one's not, but it's how you go about you know, what you say in those messages. So for me personally, if someone's going to subscribe to my OnlyFans, but they're trying to meet me outside of it, I just don't believe that in the intentions is let me get to know her on a personal level rather than just a sexual level. So what happens when they slide into your DMs? Do you ever do, you ever do any deals outside of OnlyFans? So you get 100% of the cut? No, no. Because OnlyFans is a protection. Because you do sign a contract, and if anything does get leaked or if anything doesn't go through all the way, that's on them. And you, you sign, when you join the site, you sign to be a part of that. Whereas if I were to take the time to try to do everything outside... There's too many risks and I personally don't have the time nor again, I'm not, this is not my only way of income. So for me, I like to keep that part of my life. If you want anything of that sort from me, you can go through there. And if you're trying to go, you're not going to be able to get it anywhere else. What about the stuff that gets leaked though? You see those things on the internet, like leaked only fans. Da, 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 da. I personally can't talk too much about it because it's never happened to me. Okay. But I think that's another thing that you have to go into the site knowing that it could possibly happen. But I feel like there's enough resources out there that if it were to happen, you can get it taken down. You can 
go about the ways that you would like to go about it to get it resolved. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. All right. So back to relationships. Have mm. Have you? When's the last time you were in a relationship? When, when's the last time you were on a date? Oh, on a uh, on a date date. Ooh, I don't know. I go on them all the time. <laughs> okay, how do you meet guys? Um, through in person, honestly. Um, I tried to do the meet someone through Instagram, and it was the dumbest thing of my life because I don't know. It's it, it's so hard because when you when you do have a on the larger following, you just you never know when someone's full intention. I just believe more in organic, meeting people organically, because I do believe that I don't know. I've never really been a part of the dating apps. Don't get me wrong. I've definitely tried, but I've, I personally have never had success. I have many friends that do have success, but for me personally, I just believe it more organically. So where are you meeting them then organically? Through other friends or because I do OnlyFans, I do do a lot of photo shoots. Um, I'll meet people that way. I do live half in Vegas and I live half in LA. So moving to Vegas, I've met some people that way. What does that mean you live half there? How does that work? So I recently moved to Vegas um, in November. So I do have a full on place there. But because that's, that's, of... That's so cliche, by the way. What? Well, of course, an OnlyFans girl would be living in Vegas. Oh, I don't know. I did it for taxes, rent. I mean, Vegas is just it's way cheaper. better than... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I moved there in November. At that point, I was actually only doing OnlyFans. And I kind of got bored because OnlyFans does not take up... For me personally, it doesn't take up as much time as I wanted to. I'm the type of person I love to stress myself out. I feel like that's when I'm most productive. So I, I actually had the friend that I was working for in the cannabis industry and they were like come back we want you and i was like well i'm not really doing much here so that's why i do half here and a half in vegas now got it where are you from originally um originally i was born in ohio but i've been in southern california for the past 16 years what made you go out there to california um my stepdad my mom always wanted to end up here and my stepdad made it happen I'm actually really, really thankful that I grew up in California rather than Ohio because I sometimes, my family's still back over there and mm-hmm. just, it's a totally different way of living. Totally yeah. different. And the mentality is very different. I'm very much into like entrepreneurship and creating your own things and working for yourself. And I don't think I would have the same opportunities that I have today if I were still in Ohio. Got it. Got it. Okay. So back to the dating. Yes. Has a guy ever found out that you were an OnlyFans after you guys were dating for? I don't know, however long. No, because I believe in being upfront right away. Because again, this is who I am. If you if you want to be a part of it, great. But if you don't, like my life continues, your life continues, like peace out type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you tell them right away. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, let's pretend we're on, we're on a date I'm, right now. I want to hear the, okay. I want to hear it. I, I mean, hear, I don't like, think how it, you say it. I do OnlyFans. <laughs> Just like I'm, that. I like, I'm really, really open. Like, I, well, I like, don't like, mind. like, does it sound like a confession? Like, hey, so I just want to let you know. No, I think like it just it comes up naturally in a conversation. Like, after you start to get to know someone, it's more or less like, oh, so hey, what do you do? And then I say, I'm like, oh, well, I do do. A lot of times, I will start. Oh, I have my own business, like online business. And then when people ask, oh, what exactly is that? I'm like, oh, well, I do do OnlyFans. And then it always goes into the questions of like, how far do you go? How long have you been doing it? Oh, guys, it's like the same questions that I've been asking you. So like for me, I've actually been, I feel like a lot of men are shocked by my answer because at the end of the day, this is not what I'm trying to do for the rest of my life. I'm going to ride the wave as long as I possibly can because one, it fits my lifestyle. It fits who I am. I, I feel that I've become more true to who I fully am. Um, I've also learned a lot of things. Like I really don't, 
care what other people think about me because again, this is who I am. Like, be a part of it or don't be a part of it. I good for you. And, and, and also, like, people don't understand. Like, OnlyFans is a full on business. You have to learn marketing. You have to learn a lot of strategies. You do have to be consistent on it because if you aren't fully treating it like a full on business, you're not going to do well. And I think that is why I've done so well is because I have fully made it business structure that I could replicate it, give it to someone else, and they could do just as well on it. If if they put in the work and the dedication in it, right. so kind of going kind of going back to like dating and bringing it up is yeah. I always say you know kind of what I just said I'm gonna ride the wave as long as I possibly can because it's another stream of income. But eventually, like my biggest thing in life is to help help other women become more divine of shine more into the light of who they fully are, and I think a lot of that comes through knowing yourself. I mean. When it comes to masturbation and these, you know, other sexual kinks and fetishes, I personally didn't touch myself until I was 25 and I'm 27. And because, because again, like when you go back into sexual education, the schooling, all, all, all they, I don't even think they teach sex ed anymore, but a lot of times it's just, ew, girls have periods, girls have babies, but this is how you jack off a man. This is how you please a man. And it's never about the woman. And they also teach us the different, like that women should be against other women. And it's like, whoa, no, 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 no. Like each woman is their own goddess. Like you should support them. You should help them. And I feel that a lot of women become more in tune with that when they start to please themselves. Because, because one, you become more of like, again, like this is who I am. Like, I don't need a dick to get me off. Like I can do it myself. And half the time, I mean, I always believe that you do get different orgasms when you're doing it yourself versus when you're doing it with a guy. Um, with yourself, personally, I have better orgasms in the sense of I can make them go longer. Like there's just a lot more that you can do. And it's a very spiritual thing for me because at the end of the day, I know this might go a little sideways from this conversation, but you can manifest during orgasms. And that's like a whole different topic. Um, but I think I've that's heard why, of this before. Like manifest what, anything. Mm-hmm. Because, you're, because when you're orgasming, you're at a fully different vibration than what you can get at if you... I mean, it's close to meditating almost. Like a deep meditation. So they always suggest... Not they always, but the research that I've done is if you truly want something and you want to you know, get to the highest level frequency of manifestation, doing it while you orgasm is really, really helpful. So what does this do exactly? So you're manifesting something you want besides the orgasm, mm-hmm. funny, funny enough. Mm-hmm. And, and then this puts it out into the universe and the universe says yes. Or how does that work on a... I don't know, fully know how to do it on a practical <laughs> level because for me, like that's what I believe in. And I think that for but anybody... Where's the magic? Like what happens? Just so I can understand, like what what happens there when you're manifesting? You said you're on another vibrational level. I, I just don't understand it exactly. Well, I think so. I think it's the difference between like if you constantly are at a if you're constantly like talking bad about yourself, if you're constantly jealous. I mean, there's there's a bunch of different characteristics like jealousy, envy, anger. Like those are very low vibrational frequencies that you can be at. So you're rather- empowering yourself. Yeah, but you're also positive if you, you know, help other people, if you encourage other people, like you're putting yourself at a higher frequency. And I think that when you're orgasming, because they always say when you manifest, you have to not only think it, but you have to feel it. So when you're in that orgasm, you're at like your highest euphoria state, which is why they believe that manifesting during that time, it helps you 
bring in more manifestation. Don't, don't get me wrong. You still, you still got to put in the work and the effort. I mean, it's not just like you orgasm, you <laughs> manifest this and you're going to, it's going to come to life. Like you, you, of course, at the end of the day, have to put in the work. This is, uh, it's like the secret, but like XXX version. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Make things come to life. Yeah, there you go. Fairly and literally. <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the new slogan. So where were we? Uh, dating. So you're not dating anyone right now. Do you want to be dating someone? Do you have a goal with relationships? Do you want to get married, have kids, all that stuff? So if it's in my cards, yes. I'm a very free spirit, free flowing person. I used, I, to be very, I used to be very much like, I need a boyfriend or I want a boyfriend and I want this, I want that. But now I'm kind of like, if it happens, great. If it doesn't, great. But I'm so focused on myself as I believe that everybody should that if you continue doing you and doing the things that you want to do and surrounding yourself around the people that celebrate you, if it's meant to be for you, it will come for you. Do you want kids? I would love to have kids if it's in my cards. <laughs> but well, I wouldn't. Don't you get worried though that if you're not somewhat focused on that, that you're going to be too old to have children or just be old and have children? Older than you'd like. No, because at the, again, like if it, I'm not going to pressure anything because I feel like that's kind of a horrible stigma that we have in our world is that like, you need to go do this. You need to go do this. This is the timeline it has to be at when in actuality, like everybody's well, on Biologically, that makes sense, right? Biologically. biologically, but I'm only 27, almost 28. I have until what, like 32? I mean, so many things can happen within six months. You just never know. Yeah. So if I put it out there and it happens, great. But if it doesn't, like, I'm not going to beat myself up because I feel like when you put these huge expectations on these types of things, you're just going to disappoint yourself when it doesn't come out the way you want. I mean, look at how many people kind of, I mean, even for this, like, Look how many people go into their thinking that like, oh, the nine to five job is the only way to make money, this, this, this. And then, you know, 30 years down the line, they're still working that same job, still making the minimum or they're capped off at making only 50, 60K a year. And they're like, why is so-and-so doing half the work and they're making three times what I am? Mm-hmm. You, like, you, you just set yourself up for like the worst expectations and you can't. Right, right. I like that. You're thinking outside of the box. You're trying to think bigger than Mm -hmm. who you are. So that's interesting. That's very interesting. I'm curious, do you have other friends like you who think on this level or ones who are doing OnlyFans? Do you surround yourself by people like that? Or is it a different type of friend group? So what's funny about me (laughs) is I'm the most wild out of most of my friends. But... That doesn't surprise me too much. (laughs) But... A lot of people, I would have to say it it helps my friends in the long run. I've seen a lot of my friends become more of who they are because they become a little bit more open to things. Because I'm never the type of person to pressure anybody. Because at the end of the day, what you do is what you do. If you're happy with it, I'm happy for you. And it should be vice versa. Like I only surround myself around people who appreciate who I am as a person and there is no judgment. My way is not the only way to do life. I mean, everybody has their own ways and every, because everybody looks at the world in such a different way, but I'm very open. And I think that's what a lot of my friends appreciate is that because I'm so open, it helps the other people become more open and you learn more when you're more open. 
I mean, I'm sure a lot of my friends would have never even known about OnlyFans and the amount of money you can make, or even just in a sexual aspect of like masturbating, trying new toys, learning about new kinks and new fetishes. Like for me, it's so much more fun. And I love learning in that aspect. And I think that's also another reason why I truly enjoy OnlyFans is because when people do come up with like different kinks and fetishes, like I like to do my own research. What's an example of that? Okay. So one that I still find very, very interesting, but I'm also realizing that it's a more and more common is I don't know the exact name because it's a very hard word to pronounce. But growing up, there's the movie like Jaws where they swallow someone whole. And there's a couple other like movies and anime that where it's like a whale or a shark or even like giants will swallow little people. And that's actually a fetish. So I've done videos of that sort where I get gummy bears and I, you act like it's them and you act like you're swallowing them. I think it's called Glore something. I'm pretty sure. Every time, I have- every time I hear, I, I think I know everything until <laughs> unbelievable. But, but- But this is what this is what's so interesting is because it's the psychology of us growing up. And then it kind of goes into like our childhood traumas or like how we learn the way that we learned and why we learned. Like, so for me, it makes me sad when people are not open to kinks and to fetishes because again, like you can't shame someone for liking a certain thing or because you don't know their history, you don't know their past. And you also don't know the psychology of why they may like it. And at the end of the day, a lot of these fetishes and kinks come from, you know, us having certain like abandonment problems from maybe our parents or seeing certain things that our parents did, or even the programming that we won't get into all that, but the programming that we're involved in. What's what's interesting is when I hear the swallowing hole it sounds like almost you're going back to the womb. That's Very like true. my that's like my first thought there of mm-hmm. like I don't know if it's the what I don't I mean I don't understand the turn on exactly like if it's the act of it or what happens after it. I don't know. But wait, so what do you do with the gummy bear? So, um for for this person, they wanted me to take the gummy bear and then I would have to keep my mouth open as much as I possibly could, but I would like zoom in on my mouth and I like seeing my molars chew them and talking about how like how good you taste or I can't wait to eat you. I'm so hungry. Like those are the certain things that they wanted me to say. And then I'd have to try to swallow the gummy bear like full on with my mouth open. I wasn't, I mean, I was like decently okay at it, but <laughs> but yeah, in the moment, don't get me wrong. It felt so weird to do because it's very different. You know, like we're not fully, they don't teach us these things. We're not exposed to these things, which is yeah. why we find them so taboo. But now doing it, I'm like, it's, it's not that it's second nature to me. Don't get me wrong in that. Like it would still be a little like difficult recording it just because it's very different still. But I'm not, I don't ever like to shame someone because of what turns them on. I think it's more of like an educational and. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's just, it's so interesting hearing, hearing the new stuff. I feel like there's going to be an article that's going to come out being like eight OnlyFans girl have, girls have died this year from choking on gummy bears. <laughs> like, Well, they're small enough. There's some people, I mean, people, you can even look it up and like some people will like get full on microscopes that they can put down their lung or esophagus to show like the whole point of like whatever they eat going into their system, into their oh stomach. Oh my God. We've, yeah. we've gone into now esophagus cams unbelievable okay what's another one give me another interesting unique one 
at the moment, that's really all I've gotten. I mean, everybody knows like the feet thing is very popular. Almost normalized at this point. But, but that's the thing. And that's why I think that the more of this should become more normalized because again, like we're all, we all grow up different. We're all, we all see the world so different. We're all going to have certain things that turn us on. But I think it needs to come even more to the surface and people not, need to not be so like tripped out about it. Yeah. It's interesting. I was talking to my brother the other day and we were talking, he's a psychologist and we were talking about trans people Mm -hmm. and the idea of what trans is and and how that all works. And he was telling me how, you know, there's all these people who are saying, isn't it crazy? All these people are turning trans all of a sudden. And my brother's like, no, no one's turning trans. It's not trending. It's that now there's a platform for people who have always been that way to come out and speak about that. Anyways, that triggered kind of what you said here. It's like about the foot fetish. It's like, it's not like feet is all of a sudden in. It's been probably a thing for so long, but now we have the internet and we have access to so much information and so many different people that it's just, it's come to the surface. Well, and I think that's the beautiful thing of even OnlyFans itself is that People have, not an outlook, people have a way to find a community so that they can understand as like the individual, like I'm not alone. Because think of like, you know, before the internet, before a lot of this was popular, people, I mean, Reddit's another huge forum that I'm sure a lot of people use to find these things and find these communities. But I, I find it very like, it's helping other people know that they're not alone and that they're not weird or, you know, they're not abnormal for having an interest or having a spark when it comes to these different things that aren't necessarily full on the surface of like, quote unquote, normal. Yeah. Although it just goes a little far when we're talking about pooping on the Bible. You know, can we show our own? <laughs> <laughs> just got to say, that's a really, really interesting one. But Correct. Correct. One day, Correct. you're going to get that request and you're going to think of this conversation. I hope I don't. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I really you, hope I don't. <laughs> enough time on that site. You will, you will definitely get it. Possibly. Awesome. Well, this was uh, a fascinating conversation and I appreciate you coming on and telling us about the business of, of OnlyFans and your personal experience. Where can guys find you if they want to learn more or see more of you? Yeah, so my Instagram is the gingy underscore. So it's the, and then gingy is G-I-N-G-Y underscore. And then once you find my Instagram, all my other links are in my bio. But if you want to subscribe to my OnlyFans, <laughs> um, it's just OnlyFans slash the gingy underscore again. Now, we were going to talk real quick about TikTok. So, oh, yeah. I know, so I'm curious about this. I see a lot of these women on only or who are on OnlyFans using TikTok as a way to advertise themselves. It's so obvious to when they do it, not because they're getting half naked and, and dancing around, but they put they put in their bio, check out my Instagram, right? Like they really mm. get people to go to their Instagram and you know right away, okay, there's a reason because there's a link there. So first of all, is that what you do? Have you done that before? So I, I definitely use TikTok because it is the fastest organic platform. With that being said, it's contributed a lot to my success, but I also have gotten banned, permanently banned. And so I had to switch up my marketing strategy up a little bit because what they got are you the- banned. Do you know what got you banned? Um, I just had too many strikes. So it was also the way. So a lot of people, which here's a tip for anybody that wants it. Originally, when I started my TikTok, I was interested in too many things. Like I was liking cleaning videos. I was liking organization videos. I was liking other girls that do quote unquote thirst trap stuff. I was liking people that did music. So 
the array of my audience was very diverse. And so because if I would put behind the scenes modeling, if I was in lingerie, it would get flagged because quote unquote, Karens would probably flag it down. So because when you diverse yourself too much on those platforms, it automatically thinks that those are the type of people that would want to see your stuff. So it shows it, you know, I'm sure, I don't know if people know, but your first two hours, it only shows to like 10%. If that does well, the next two hours, it goes to a a bigger pool. After those two hours, that's kind of when it will go viral. So I had to restart it. And I actually only follow and interact with other people that do cosplay other thirst traps. And I have been perfectly fine that way for me as well, because TikTok is still like, cause at the end of the day, a lot of these platforms don't like women putting their OnlyFans bio in there because these women are making more money than the platform itself. And of course they don't like that, especially Instagram. I mean, Instagram is pay to play at this point. So for me, I don't, if I know that if someone truly wants it, they'll go out and find it. So I have everything linked on my Instagram, but through my TikTok, you can only find my Instagram. But I don't put anything like check my bio or check my Instagram. Because again, if someone truly wants it, if someone's truly invested in it, they're going to find a way. Very interesting. Yes, because I'm on TikTok and uh, it's just, it's so interesting to see people are like banned. My second account, my last one got banned, whatever. So very interesting. Well, Gingy, thanks so much for, for doing this and coming on here. And I appreciate your, your candidness and authenticity. So thank you very much. Well, thank you so much for having me on here. I had a wonderful time, especially talking about this. It's my first time talking about this. So I'm excited to put it out there. Yes. Well, I can see how passionate you are about it. And it definitely shows. So thank you very much for being on. Thank you. Thank you. 